It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for May the 9th. This is the final day of the high school basketball season, which means it's the final day of this show. And I hope you good folks have enjoyed listening to this show at least half as much as I've enjoyed doing it. I know we're talking to tri-state newsmakers and coaches every weekend, but yes, this is also talking to friends and giving them a chance to kind of sit down and talk to you untethered without me trying to winnow out a soundbite for television and letting them be them is so much fun. And I certainly enjoy giving them the opportunity to kind of reach you. So I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're going to wrap up with a bang today. Two great guests coming your way over the next 30 minutes. We're going to break it all down today basketball-wise with Brad Hoyt who's John Wood Trailblazers, go on the road to East Peoria for the semifinals tonight of the Region 24 tournament. Actually, this afternoon, 3 o'clock, taking on Red Lake. We'll give you a preview of that game. And John Wood's playing really well right now, so this might be an opportunity for the Blazers to go on a run. We'll ask Brad kind of where he sits and what he thinks this team's strengths are going into the weekend. And it's a big one, obviously, because it's going to be a difficult two-step to win that Region 24 title but there we are right now. And we're also going to break it down today with the legendary Mark Longo, who yesterday uh, announced that he's calling it quits after 20 years in different capacities, either as the head coach or assistant coach with QND Golf. We're going to talk about that decision, plus look ahead to his girls' soccer squad, which is looking for its third straight state championship, so a little preview into the spring as well. Let's take a look back at yesterday's sort of day of carnage in high school basketball. We had four teams still alive, left playing for state championships on the final Friday of the basketball season, which is always a really good sign. Nothing went right for any of them in state semifinal play yesterday. We'll start you down in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. That's where I set up shop yesterday morning for the Van Far Indians as they tried to defend their state championship in Class 2. They ran into a buzzsaw of an Oren team and lost yesterday 58-40. to Basically, the difference in that ball game, Van Farr started off great, had a one-point lead at the end of the first quarter, and then got outscored 17-9 to on a hail of three-pointers by a really good and really proficiently shooting Oren team. Ended up losing ultimately 58-40 to as Van Farr was never really able to bounce back from that really rough patch right there in the second. They end up, do the Indians, playing this morning at 11 o'clock back down at the John Q. Hammond Center for third place against Plattsburgh. Uh, Caden Wilburn was the one big hero yesterday for Van Farr with 13 points. Also on the boys' side yesterday, Concord Triopia. What a start for them yesterday. Taking on number one state-ranked powerhouse Providence St. Mel at the end of the first quarter on the strength of a Zach Thompson fantastic running three-pointer. Triopia led that game 25-24, to and they ended up ultimately losing in the second half 66-41. to That means they were outscored 42-16 to in the second half of the ball game, which tells you just how powerful and just how offensively loaded that Providence St. Mel squad is. Uh, Sean Bell had 13 points yesterday in a losing cause. Zach Thompson had 11. The Trojans will square off with Moequa Central A&M this morning at 11 o'clock in Peoria for third place. By the way, in the state championship game, that Providence St. Mel squad runs into Cisna Park. Cisna Park is coached by Kevin Long, the soon-to-be Hall of Famer, and the brother of Camp Point Central Southeastern girls coach, Matt Long. So if you're looking for a rooting interest with some local ties, there you have it in that state championship game in 1A today. On the girls' side, things were rough as well. Bad fourth quarters, really the difference in this game. 
in both games, actually, as the Clopton Lady Hawks in the Class 2 semifinals lose to Thayer 48-43. Clopton came into the third quarter with a three-point lead, but Thayer is really, really good and very, very physical, and that sort of wore down Clopton, which doesn't have a lot of size. 48-43 was your final there, which means the Lady Hawks will play for third place today at 12.50 back down in Springfield. Same fate for Community R6. They lose to Stanbury yesterday, 47-40 to was your final in that one. Here's the story with Community R6. They have been a fantastic three-point shooting team all year long. They missed their first 13 three-point shots yesterday. Obviously, the sight lines are a little different in that dark gym with the, the seats behind everything and no walls behind the baskets, and that seemed to affect Community R6. They end up losing again, 47-40. to They'll play Lakeland today for third place, again, at the John Q. Hammond Center, again at 12.50, and if you're wondering about those exact same times, they have two gyms right next to each other at the John Q. Hammond Center. Uh, center and, and you can play two games simultaneously about, what, 100 feet from one another. So we'll have highlights of both those games, all four of those games today, third place games coming your way tonight on the Overtime Show. We also had some incredible volleyball fun last night at the junior high school level at the Minden Unity Mustangs. Both their eighth graders and now their seventh graders, incredible. Minden last night beats Milford 25-20, 25-10 to advance to the state semifinals today. Unity's now 21-1 and on the season. They will take on traditional and perennial powerhouse Mount Pulaski today in the semifinals. We'll update you on that. We didn't have a lot of baseball yesterday, and what we did have happened in the south, down in either South Carolina or in Florida yesterday. But let me bring you quickly up to speed on some of the college goings on. Culver Stockton with a sweep yesterday. They actually played in Missouri. Culver Stockton beats uh, College of the Ozarks in two with a sweep, five to nothing and two to one. Johnny Damon in that game, that first game with a shutout and went the complete distance to do it. Quincy University softball playing down in Florida knocks off University of Sciences, which sounds really kind of uh, studious and erudite. University of Sciences, wow. Two to one was the win in that one. Mackenzie Collier with a complete game victory in the circle there. And then the Quincy University women also beat Lake Erie College nine to one as Megan Sharpshare had a three run homer in that one. John Wood also playing in South Carolina. They sweep a pair in Myrtle Beach from a pair of teams yesterday as well. Okay, that brings you up to date on the limited amount of scores we had. When we come back, Brad Hoyt's going to join us and talk about the task at hand with Ren Lake over at ICC today. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. And welcome back to the Morning Ticket, everybody. We are proud and privileged to be joined now by the head men's basketball coach at John Wood and the athletic de- director, Mr. Brad Hoyt. And Brad has a big contest ahead today in the Region 24 semifinals against Ren Lake. You ended up, Brad, as the three seed by a coin toss. This is a chance to kind of set things right today, I would imagine, for your young men. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't want anything to come down to a coin toss this time of year. This is sort of one of those kind of unique Unique situations, and, and and at the same time, I think you know we we obviously coming out of last Wednesday wanted to get to a spot where we were playing today, and and regardless of who that's against, and and uh, so yeah, I mean Ren Lake got us at their place in early December, and we had we had beat them here in November, and that's the last time we saw them. So we're we're looking forward to the challenge, regardless of sort of. Um, we're lucky we survived Wednesday on the back end of that coin flip, and, and we're, we're anxious to get to the semis today. Was there a little bit of benefit, though, of at least getting to kind of punch yourself out with a sparring session on Wednesday to, to kind of move into this game? You didn't have the long sit or the long wait? Right. 
Yeah, I, I think there is. I mean, it's what, if we would have got beat Wednesday, I would have said no. <laughs> I <laughs> you <figured>. know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, so it's one of those where, but at the end of the day, a chance to play at home, and, and again, our home environments are just so different and, and from a community and student and, and uh, administration perspective. So a chance to play at home is always a really good thing. And, and so I, I thought that was an okay thing for us to have a chance to sort of play, get out of practice um, for a full week. And um, But you also have another shot at getting beat, too. And so that that's always kind of a, a double-edged sword. But since we survived it and, and hopefully worked some stuff out, um, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, I think that'll prove well for us today. I, I know it wasn't your favorite performance on Wednesday, but I, there was some benefit in that, as you kind of touched on. And I thought... Just again, to see Gentry Whiteman shooting the ball the way he is right now, and I'll, I'll remind you that some of your best runs have come with red-hot shooters knocking down three-pointers, like the Brody Gronwald syndrome, I would I would call it. You're in a pretty good place with the way Gentry's playing right now, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, I'd like to think so, for sure, you know, and, and Gentry has that gear to him. You know, he's got a little bit of that big game sort of mentality. He's not afraid of the moment, and, and he can really, really score the basketball, and so... I mean, obviously, from a coaching perspective, anytime you got teams that make shots, you look a lot better and, uh, and and play a lot better. But he gives us such a viable when he's shooting the ball like that, gives us such a viable option opposite of Corey, um, opposite of Corey Miller. That, um, that that hopefully going into the weekend, uh, we make it difficult for folks to guard us. One of the things that I've been impressed with with you, Brad, particularly, is the way you've sort of worked out your big man scenario with with Jefferson and Bevins and Botorf. All you've kind of found the way to finesse that, and I know that's kind of been like a season long evolution for you. Yeah, it, it really has, and, and we're we're still evolving in my mind in that way, and, and sort of depending upon matchups and kind of the way the day's going. But yeah, that that's been a little bit of a different um, sort of scenario. In some ways, a huge advantage because they're all so different on their skill sets and what they can do. But that has been a year long. We're evolving, and it seems like every week there's something else that kind of presents itself as an advantage in that situation. But, um, but that, you know, those three that you mentioned in particular have just been fantastic teammates, have understood that process a little bit, have, have been ready when their number's called. And, and, and that's going to be a huge key to the weekend. I mean, for us, we're going to be able to shoot the ball, I think, relatively well, but we've got to be able to have, have those three guys sort of provide a presence for us. And they know that, and our guys know that, and I think they're looking forward to it. What does Ren Lake present? Because I, for the life of me, can't remember. I don't think I saw the game you played them here in person. And what, what sort of is the, the danger with Ren Lake? Well, I, and then part of it, like you said, part of the interesting part is we haven't played them since the first week of December. So it's the only team in, in this tournament that we have not seen in the last month. And we played them in like a 10-day span. They, we, they came here last week in November. We went there the first week of December, and then that's been it. Well, so that part of it this week has been reintroducing ourselves to kind of who they are. But they've got three three guards that are between 6'3 and 6'5 that are really, really good players. They score from all three levels. They're, they're ultra-athletic. They can play on the rim. And, and uh, sort of those prototypical aggressive junior college guards and they're not very big um so they don't have a ton of size from that perspective but they are active and full court and end line to end line and play fast so it it presents some issues for us just because we're <laughs> we're the polar opposite of that so it's going to be a little bit of a um kind of a will you know kind of whose will sort of goes on top of the kind of goes on top of the game today and and uh, but those three guards are really really good. They played a non they played a really good schedule. 
Um, and uh, so they'll, they'll be ready to go. They'll be ready to go as well. One of the things that I think is interesting about your team, because, you know, obviously you're on that two-year window, so it's a little different, but you are a veteran, uh, you know, community college team with what you have, and you have those sophomores. And, and I heard you in the second half the other night. You could coach them harder, and they're smart enough now to respond sort of in an instant, which is I, I think you got better effort from that. Does that make this team a little easier to coach, Brad? Uh, it, it, they've really been a great group to coach. They really have, and and we are, and it's a group that we can challenge, and we can challenge individually, and we can challenge collectively, and and um, and I think any time at our level that you get, it's so hard to have continuity at our level because of that turnover that you mentioned. And so, any continuity that we have, if the right guys are returning, that have the right personality and understand me and kind of the way that we do things, it just shortens that learning curve and. It allows all of us to be us. It allows me to be me, which can be fiery and sort of challenge guys a little bit, knowing that, that it's not frail or fragile on the back end. And, and uh, it allows them to be able to respond and kind of, kind of look through the, the blinds on sort of kind of how I'm saying what I'm saying and, and what, what we're trying to get to. And they kind of get it. So we said from the very beginning in August, we are an older junior college team. We've got five guys that played in the championship game of this region tournament a year ago, so they understand this piece of it. But it's hard to pull back too much history. You know, we're trying to play in our fifth region title game in the last seven years, and this is our sixth in our last seven years semifinal game. Well, these guys don't have – they're in eighth grade when that process started. Like, it, it wasn't even a conversation. So to to have some pull that we can have from year to year really has to be last year. And this these group of five guys have done a great job of being confident and comfortable in – sort of what we're trying to do going into the weekend. And, and if it goes our way, great. But, you know, winning is hard. Sports are hard. So we'll we'll, we'll give it a run and see how it goes. To your point that you just made, I, I kind of want to throw a bouquet of praise. And I know our focus here is is usually locally developed kids. But but one of my favorite players the last two years, of all the kids you've ever imported and brought from else, elsewhere, is Eric Easter. And I think he brings just such a unique energy. When, when yeah. he makes a big play, it changes who you are. And he's done that for two years for you now. Yeah, he, he really has. And, and the thing with him is he... You know, we, we kind of—he's a highlight film. I mean, there's no question he can do things that other guys can't do. But I think the beauty of Eric is that his level of consistency on the back end of that, from a practice standpoint, from a communication standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, from a defensive standpoint, and we've been on him a little bit because those those, those things are an everyday thing, and he's developed that the last two years. I'm so proud of that of that part of it, and he has a highlight piece of it. It's when he rebounds at a really high level. It's when he, on the offensive end in particular, it's when he does that that we're way, way different. Because now you put the highlights, you put the personality, and you put some some consistent productivity in there. And that's what's made him really, really special. I think that's the part that he's developed the last the last two years. But he, he I mean, great kid, great family, fantastic student, great fit on our campus. Um, he, he's he's one of he's one of a handful of these guys that. Whenever this is over, I'm on this in a big, big way. Yeah, I'm so transparent. The highlights. I'm such an easy, cheap get, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. All right, I've yeah, got one. I hey, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. There's. I'd be lying if I said there aren't a few of those that I play back myself and go, all right, that wasn't bad. Yeah, so I, I completely get it.
I want to leave you with one more, Brad, and I know it's apropos of nothing today, but your student section on Wednesday was unreal, and you had Jesus and Thomas the Tank Engine and, uh, I believe, Barney there. Um, Just to have that kind of student activity involvement from your student base at your basketball games, even the officials and I were having a really fun conversation, and they said, well, those guys with the bicycle routine and everything they do get better by by the game. What's that been like this year? It's unbelievable. I can't, and I've said it around here before, it's really, really hard to paint the picture that that, that is so completely different than anything that we see on the road. Um, and, and we're on the road 15, 16 games a year, and you just, at our level, you don't have that kind of spirited support from your students um, anywhere. And, 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 and quite frankly, our entire game day, from cheerleaders to fans to the community and the people that come out and be able to watch us play is just so uniquely different. So I, again, I, I've, I've them time and time again, and I'm going to continue to do it, that they make this place so different and they have a blast doing it. And I, and again, I'd be lying if I didn't say it wasn't a few times at a free throw and I'm kind of peeking over there going, what are those <laughs> knuckleheads up to now? But it is our opposing coaches. will talk about it. The officials talk about it. People that come into the gym talk about it, and, and again, I just think it's—I think it's a—it's a window into why this place, this community, this college is really, really special, and, and they're a huge part of it. We'll go get one today, and we'll see you at three o'clock. Good luck, Brad. Hey, I appreciate you, Chris. Thank you. And we'll have more of the morning ticket with Mr. Mark Longo coming up next. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back, everybody, to the Morning Ticket. Joined now by the Hall of Famer, Mr. Mark Longo, head coach of the Quincy Notre Dame Lady Raiders soccer squad, and as of up until yesterday, of Quincy Notre Dame boys golf as well. And that's been the subject of some news this week, Mark. Obviously, and I, I apologize to you, I shortchanged you a state trophy last night. It's four over the course of your 20. 20- 20 years, not three state trophies, but, uh, you know, why the decision to step away now, Mark? Well, I think every coach knows when it's time. It's, it, it's just little things that, you, you know, that when, when you're, the grind becomes too much of a grind, I think it's time to step away. And, and when you throw in the, the fact that, you know, what I was missing with Anthony and his soccer and, and, and Adam in his golf out at Westview playing with him and, Visiting with my daughter, it just seemed time to uh, um, step away. And, and it's a good time with, with the talent that they have coming back. The new coach coming in certainly has, has a, a great group to work with. Yeah, you're not lying there because the first thing I wanted to do was shake you yesterday and remind you that Alex McCullough still had eligibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been a good one for us and will be. And, uh, you know, when, when you throw those the other four seniors in there, the, the seniors to be next year, and um, David Hudson, Jack Leffers, Luke Siebers, Brennan uh, Brittle, they've got a nice little group coming back. Yeah, the cupboard is certainly anything but bare, and you've done a, a very generous thing there, my friend. And I want to talk to you just about this golf season just a little bit, because it was the weirdest ending to a golf season I've ever seen. We had near flood conditions in the sectional. You had a blizzard. Uh, I, I know it may not be your favorite finish, but it might be the most memorable finish in route to that third-place trophy you've ever had. Well, yeah, the, the, after the state tournament with the, the snow on the first day and, um, I mean, kids trying to putt through snow, it was just a little ridiculous that they waited that long to do that. But uh, certainly 
ranks up there is probably the worst, but I think when you look at uh, Prairie Vista when we played, we ended up tying with Havana for the state title. Just the win that day uh, was just uh, terrible to play in. Actually, one of the Chicago District Golf Association officials said that the pros wouldn't even play in that day. Um, that kind of gives you an idea how bad that was. But, yeah, last year it was a lot of rain and snow and cold. Always something different in Illinois. Let's move forward and talk a little soccer because you're on the cusp of trying to open open pursuit of your third straight state championship. The IHSA has kind of moved the goalposts on you a little bit with reclassifying you, though, and I think you knew that was coming. But how does that change the challenge this year, taking the, the bump up to 2A, Mark? Well, we, we talked back in December. I had a meeting just to kind of get them focused, making sure that they're still working out and they're doing the things they need to do, the, the ones that aren't in, in a sport. And and I said, it's, yes, it's going to be tougher. And then probably the biggest thing we need to do is take advantage of every scoring opportunity. You know, when when in 1A, some of the regional games, and I'll give you an example. Last year when we played Williamsville for the regional title, we just didn't come out with much focus as we needed, struggled, missed a lot of great opportunities. And, and I told the girls, well, this year in 2A, you know, I still think we're one of the teams to beat to get to a state tournament. There's going to be the teams are going to be better, and you're going to have to take advantage of those opportunities. And, and to me, that's the biggest thing is we, we're not going to blow people out like we did in 1A. The games are going to be closer. You need to take advantage of, you know, you know, you, in a 1A regional final, you might get 20 opportunities. In a 1A a 2A regional final, you only might only get five or six. And you certainly have to put the ball in the back of the net in those situations. Well, you should pl- be plenty good at that. You have super smart, super hyper competitive girls, and you have an experienced core with what? I think you have you have eight or seven back this year from last year's state championship team. Uh, seven starters. Yeah. And, and then then we look at um, Ellie Peters and Anna Stokes, who didn't play at all because of uh, knee injuries. And um We'll be okay. Uh, I, I kind of like our group. We're working pretty hard. It's a little frustrating right now with the way the weather's been, trying to get outside. And We're supposed to open Monday uh, at Riverton, but they've already called and, and said they'll make a decision Sunday. The field's a little bit wet, and today's weather certainly isn't going to help that situation. So hopefully we get to play next week, either Monday or Thursday. Thursday's in Williamsville. Uh, if not, then we'll open up next Saturday at home, because uh, unless it snows, we'll be playing. Is there any one thing you really like about this particular group? I mean, you've had a couple of weeks to work out with them, obviously dodging snow piles, but is there one thing that kind of stands out that distinguishes this group? Well, I think we're pretty quick everywhere on the field. Um, They they have a great work ethic right now. Uh, I think we have speed, um, quickness to go with that speed, and they they really bite into, I've always called it for years, full steam ahead, you know, play forward. We don't want to knock it around, go backwards. We get the ball, beat the defender, and attack the goal, and they seem to be uh, catching on with that pretty well right now. Well, job fantastically done on golf. Best of luck to you this soccer season. Looking forward to see the girls playing because you really have made them the showpiece of the spring for three years running now, but obviously for a long, long time now, Mr. Longo. So we certainly appreciate what you do and appreciate you joining us this morning, and congratulations on a fine career, my friend, coaching golf at Quincy Notre Dame.
Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Appreciate your coverage, and uh, we'll see you this spring sometime. Indeed, you will probably more often than you care to. Thanks, Mr. Longo. And that does uh-huh. it for this season of the Saturday Morning Ticket. I certainly appreciate you all of all of you getting up every Saturday morning early with us, and we hope to see you again right back here next fall. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.